Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to What Could Have Been Podcast. This is chapter 11. As always, I'm joined by the beautiful Macklin. Hi, how we doing? Oh, oh, hi, how you doing? <laughs> Get to me, what's my name? Oh, and always, the uh, beautifully hairy Danny. For now, we are undecided. <laughs> For now. Hey, I'm pretty hairy too, but okay, it's not a contest. <laughs> not as beautifully hairy though, man. Jeez, you're really pining for my attention this episode, <laughs> boys. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, you just realised how much of a valuable asset you yeah. are to the What Could Have Been team. Thank you. My uh, social media manager, you know what it is. Your finger has been thoroughly pulled out. It's all, it's all <laughs> greased up for further incision. Yeah, mate. Watch out, boys. Oh, mate. You're next. My mouth's wide and ready, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm glad this is all virtual, because in a studio, I fear I fear for my butt in, in a studio Yeah, HR, mate. HR nightmare. <laughs> yes. Good job on HR, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in safe hands. Very safe hands. That's actually kind of a bad pun for safeguarding, but let's 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 continue. Yeah, let's no. continue. We do not condone any um, HR relations that are they're all above board. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's probably probably cut that down a bit. <laughs> Stop talking about internal affairs. Let's keep going with the episode, guys. Wait, you're having an affair with each other without getting me involved. Oh no, Macklin, what have you done? My cat uh, is out of the bag. So yeah, my topic this week, you're listening boys, you're settled down. You're tuned in <laughs> to the What Could Have yes. podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, rather than when we are exposed to water for a prolonged period of time, rather than having wrinkly fingers, what if we became puffy? That was my little, I don't know where it came from, just sitting there, probably having a shower, washing up. I thought, yeah. what happens if rather than getting all wrinkly, we became puffy, weird, marshmallow-like people? First question, would you become more buoyant? Like, if you, right, if you were um, floating in water, like, if you were totally encased in water, if I was lost at sea and I started absorbing the water, would it be like a safety net so I'd be more buoyant? So, like, it wouldn't be a way of staying afloat? Um, well, no, because the water would be the same density... Oh yeah, there's no reason for it to be more buoyant. There's absolutely no no theory that works. It's all about gas, baby. But yeah, no, I I went into this with shockingly having a biology related degree. Shockingly, had the science completely wrong. I thought that going back to GCSE biology, do you remember way back when osmosis? No, didn't do it. Osmosis, water through a semi-permeable membrane. All that bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. Um, I thought the water left your skin, hence why you went wrinkly. But in fact, the science was a little bit more complicated. And basically what actually happened is your epidermis, the top layer of skin, actually absorbs water. And then the dermis, right? The dermis, which is the layer below that, that has all the blood vessels and all the like, yeah, blood vessels, capillaries, arteries, veins that actually undergoes something called vasoconstriction, which is all of those blood vessels constricting and narrowing, so there's no more blood flow. So, in fact, the wrinkling is caused by that dermis layer shrinking, and therefore the skin has to go somewhere, and it becomes mm. all wrinkled. So, that's, is, is it all the wrinkles are purely from the epidermis and the top layer of skin? Well, 
No, the epidermis. The epidermis, epidermis gets swollen. Top, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the uh, dermis shrinks and contracts. Then that's why it becomes all wrinkly. Because obviously it has to take in that negative space that has now been lost. Mm. Which I, shockingly, got completely wrong. But yeah, it's very interesting. What about the endodermal layer? The short well, endodermal? no, that's... So the epidermis is consistent of a few different layers. And what actually... To get all the sciencey jargon out the way, yeah. Um, what actually happens is the top layer of the epidermis, which is a top layer of skin, called the stratum corneum, which is made of dead keratin. That is actually what absorbs the water. So the top layer of your top skin, that's what gets all puffy. Right. Um, and if you've ever been in a bath for a long time or whatever, and actually notice your fingernails as well, because that's also keratin. Mm-hmm. If you've ever noticed, they don't they don't become all fucking mushy, but they Wait, do get a little bit soft. They're really easy to cut, mate. Honestly, I can only cut my toenails after I've been in the shower or bath. <laughs> what your your giant ent feet? No, nah, mate. It sounds. Yeah, I mean they're not that big. There's people out there with bigger feet, but you know. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining it's like cutting a tile. Uh, well, I can't lie. I've been told that I've got pretty strong nails. Anyway, they're pretty uh, pretty thick. Yeah, quite quite an attractive feature. Thick with three C's, baby. Um, oh yeah. damn, those nails! Sheesh. Sounds like you would be scraping my shins, but okay. Yeah, it's attractive. I mean, they're good for scratching. I love <laughs> scratching things. Just scratching that epidermal layer. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then the bath solves that. Well, no, yeah, I've got I've got to have a bath or like a shower um, to yeah. cut my toenails. I mean, it's not a necessity, but, yeah. but there's there's I I can't cut my fingernails with. Um, fingernail clippers I've got to use toenail clippers and then I've got right. to get a shower to cut my toenail so for Jeez. future reference of someone trying to be Danny's personal assistant take note that is really essential information he needs to be showered before mm. any kind of toenail clipping can be done uh, this is pampered oh, mate, Danny we'll, we'll outsource with... that I've got bigger and better things for my <laughs> assistant to do I'll get, some, I'll, get, I'll get a professional on that a specialist <laughs> They'll uh, they'll have to get a chainsaw to your toenails. Yeah, that, Danny's Danny's a beauty salon's worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Like they bring out I've the been, heavy machinery. No, well, well. They roll it out the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the nails. The big clippers. Yeah. I've been told I've got a nice back to massage. Apparently. Oh yeah. That's, uh, oh wow. That's, that's off topic, but I like it. Okay. Oh well, yeah, I mean, like you were trying to make me out like a bad salon, um, <laughs> uh, not employee, uh, customer. So I'm just saying, anybody out there, if I do come to your salon, don't turn me away. Well, actually, <laughs> talking about massage is great transition. Oh. Are you ready for this? This segue will be it's legendary. like it was planned. It wasn't. The natural oil layer on top of the skin called the sebum. Talking of oil and massages, once that is washed away, that is also what causes the uh, osmosis and the swelling to happen. Oh, so, so is is when pr- when people get baths and they say they don't want to sit in their own filth, is is, is sitting in their own sebum what the skin referring to? oil? Oh, no. I, yeah, but I'm, I'm yeah, I understand like the wider context of it, but I'm saying is is a sebum part of this filthy concoction that people? Yeah, are definitely. Yeah, your natural oils. Your natural, like, because if you, if you remember, like, going out for a little walk, I'm sure you've noticed on one of the, the more moody walks. Wait. <laughs> I don't know why you're walking in the rain, topless. Must, something must have gone bad. Oh, but, um, I mean, I do it all the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Macklin are famed for our topless walks in the rain on the beach. Yeah. Did yes. you ever notice that the uh, water droplets would have been rolling off each other's skin as you stared at each other? Um, no, we were too busy staring into each other's eyes. Oh. Yes. 
Definitely. I can't confirm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're already setting us up for fan fiction, Matt. Let's do it. Please. Let's get, let's well, get mate, it written. We're episode, we're, we're, we're 11 chapters in, I'm sure. It's yeah. time to get the unit, the wider lore of what could have been. Oh, it's just going to be us writing it then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've just foiled our great plan. God damn. <laughs> Such a big podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so basically, instead of correct me if I'm wrong, it's an endothermic. You're wrong. What we have now <laughs> no, so, epi- epidermis. Epi- 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 epidermis. Yeah. So what would we have in your alternate reality? Is it endothermis so I'm sure, well, or something? See, the, the the reasoning. No one's really too sure what the wrinkling is, but the the main um, theory that is currently favorited is as Danny knows, um, to improve grip underwater because they did the uh, study that you'll probably come across if you research this yourselves or anyone listening. They talk a lot about this marble test where they had marbles underwater and people that had that already had wrinkled fingers could pick up these marbles a lot easier. But oh. in dry conditions, it didn't make much of a difference. However, when wet, it made a lot more of a significant difference. So that's interesting. Yeah, they think it is something to do with grip. So if that wasn't the case, if this vasoconstriction didn't actually happen and this wrinkling didn't actually happen, I'm just loving the idea of going for a dip and having to have ten minute breaks in case you get too puffy. Just coffee. fumbling yeah. your marbles in the water, you know. Mate, you don't want to fumble your marbles, especially not in no That's water fucking... without your wrinkly fingers to catch them. No grip. <laughs> You'll be banned from the swimming pool if you fumble your marbles. Hold on a minute. What are you talking about? Hold on a second. Why would my marbles be in the pool with me? <laughs> Lifeguard, come look at my marbles. It sounds like a really bad practical joke to play on someone. That sounds really, really <laughs> very bad on that for their property. I wouldn't like that. It's not very fair. Yeah. I have playing to with your marbles. Yeah, don't don't. You brought my marbles to the ocean. How fucking dare you? That's what I would think. <laughs> Internal marble <laughs> politics here. I'm very. I, I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a devout marble collector. This is absolute marble madness. <laughs> That's why they call me Macklin Marble Madness, Mad Villain. No, it didn't work. Stranded alliteration. Shout out to Rach, my mum. She's uh, got one of the most impressive marble collections I've seen Wait. to date. She can oh, so, really. I was actually joking, but that's yeah, very. If yeah, that's anyone very cool. anyone wants to send in their marble collection pictures, oh well, I've I'm only sure got we have a mini competition. I've only got a small set of marbles. I've <laughs> <laughs> only got two big ones. No, I've actually got a small collection. I've actually got a small collection. I don't know what you're talking about. I've got a small collection upstairs. I can go get them if you really want, but they're in my uh, wardrobe in a Bugs Life um, pencil case. Yeah, that that would be great for the uh, audio listeners. <laughs> so, is there any benefit to? Because you're saying I want to take 10 minute breaks to stop getting so puffy. Is there actually any benefit to this evolutionary trait? No, I was thinking maybe. So from what just like basic evolution, obviously this vasoconstriction is there for a reason. We must have been exposed to bodies of water for enough of a time where that mutation was beneficial to the populace. So I'm assuming in this reality humans were not exposed to water as much and didn't have this mutation evolve where we had this vasoconstriction when the water came into the epidermis. So I'm thinking mm. that, yeah, we, we were a very non-aquatic evolution. 
And we now yeah, just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's more of a fear. We're scared of the water. So we're scared of the water. As not well. scared, but as and in like, we just, we're not as comfortable. So like when we get in there, because mm-hmm. we know what's coming, maybe you can pull, do you remember that? <laughs> the famous <laughs> plan, but then if you ever did it. <laughs> but, um, the hot water, if like you're at a sleepover, you put someone's hand in hot water mm. and they uh, just piss the bed. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. maybe that prank has become far more sinister. <laughs> far oh, God. <laughs> yeah. If I put my hand in water, would my entire skin layer get really big? Because like, if I did that at the moment, just my hand would get wrinkly. Mm-hmm. But like because it's absorbing the water or because it's getting puffy rather than it's getting wrinkly, should I say? Would that be able to, like, go further up my hand? Or, like, say, if me, you and Macklin were at sleepover, you fell asleep first and me and Macklin got all giddy. <laughs> Put your hand in a bath. After staring in each other's <laughs> eyes for hours. Yeah. After our famous uh, walk in the rain sessions. on the beach, yeah. staring into mm-hmm. each other's eyes, no one, mm-hmm. obviously no one were going. Um, if we then put your hand in, like, a bowl of water, would would it... Absorb to a certain extent, or would it absorb the whole bottle, or the whole bowl of water? <laughs> Whoa! You know? Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, there's definitely an extent. A cell can only be so full. I don't know that I forgot the volume. Sorry, sorry, out there, um, academics, but I've forgotten the exact volume of a cell. But um, obviously, it can only expand to a certain amount. So we're not saying you're the... not like SpongeBob. Yeah, we but uh, going... the, the cells could pass over the like they could transfer. The fluid's up your arm, though. So save your hand yeah, is right. in there. It could go up to your wrist, perhaps. Or I could go. It's to my your... world, so I'm saying no. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm asking. You're not a sponge. <laughs> okay, that's why I needed a bit of a surgery. My world, my world. All right, um, well, in your fucking world, do other animals get uh, wrinkly fingers? Uh, no, because they evolved round water more than we did. So they... Uh, bit too bad. Well, no. can, can you give me a step-by-step of the evolutionary timeline, please? Right. So two hundred million years ago. So, so yeah, we start it was actually four billion years ago when it started with like a single celled organism and it was like bacteria. Uh, sorry, get the timeline right, please. Um yeah, no, I think um well obviously a lot of aquatic animals they have the blubber. Because what it is, it's the uh, nerve endings in your extremities detecting the uh cab- like the water entering the cell, entering the skin layer. So what they they actually found this out because people with nerve dam- damage in their hands and their feet didn't get wrinkled fingers or don't get wrinkled fingers, which is how they realised it was to do with water pressure more than just osmosis. Really? So, wow. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm saying we are. We're just these puffy-ass, blobby-ass humans. I mean, it'd be pretty funny because, like, I feel like you could get away with the being wrinkly no one really looks at it and like it's a it's a lot more evident on yeah your extremities on your fingers like i, I haven't really seen my arm go wrinkly when i've been out swimming for a while mm. i don't think anything else has gone wrinkly that i've noticed <laughs> well other than the old mm. tips of the old fingers and the uh you know the old toes probably the old but- cock and balls every now and again but realistically uh if it's going to get puffy is it going to be again just at the extremities or is it going to be on the limbs or on the face or like is it going to be a full body sort of thing or is it still going to be well, just I think it does happen on the rest of your, your body does get softer it's just the fact that you have more dead keratin on your hands and stuff because of the wear and tear and on your mm-hmm. feet so um, the rest of the body does I think get a little bit squishy but you really would so you're just coming out like I'm trying to figure out how are you dealing with this situation you're coming out with puffy hands puffy feet after having a bit of exercise I feel like I've got bloody hives 
Antihistamine straight away. Bloody hell. I'm going swimming again. Me and Macklin are going to be staying indoors for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yes. Staring <laughs> staring in a very dry room uh, in, in, into each other's <laughs> eyes. Staring in opposite directions. Oh, into each other's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. No, let's just, let's just go <laughs> against the grain completely. Yes, we're looking <laughs> at the corners of a, of a room. Both just staring at Matt. Yes. Well. <laughs> Quite angrily, because this is his world. <laughs> <laughs> You've taken away the one thing we love. <laughs> what have you done? Uh, uh, all right. But like, so everything that you're describing with how we get the wrinkly fingertips and things of mm. that nature, is that linked to like long-term wrinkling? So like, you know, visibly aged skin. Does that is that all kind of linked Ooh, together? That's a difficult question. Um, well, jumping, just making conclusions. I didn't, sorry, didn't research that. Oh, but, okay. Um, I think that is something to do with probably the capillaries and the blood vessels in older people, probably slowly dying at the dermis, and so probably is constricting somewhat. Couldn't you um, utilize the the fact that skin's puffy? So, say if you in this world that you've created, Matt's world, Matt's world right now. Um, if it <laughs> the wrinkles that you get. <laughs> considering that we absorb or we get puffy should I say because we technically still absorb anyway would there be able to be like a beauty cream that you could put on wrinkles on it just because it makes it puffy it like just mm-hmm. it targets the wrinkles come get your anti-puff cream when you whoa <laughs> a bit deep <laughs> that's not what I was trying to say come get your what would you say um, anti-puff cream and anti-wrinkle because it'd be I think anti, anti-puff it'd be puff, anti-wrinkle whatever. no, it's, no you, you want the puff the puff is what oh, you okay, need okay okay yeah yeah of course Um, you want ole extra puff <laughs> yeah yeah come get your yeah. puffiness yeah um, get your puff on <laughs> get your puff on just puff it terms of conditions um, apply <laughs> maybe it would be as like maybe it would be as kind of prolific as Vaseline it'd be one of those kinds of things you'd just Ooh. find it anywhere oh yeah I suppose yeah it's like natural resource, but then you're saying there's not a lot of water for us, Matt. You're saying we're scared of water, so I think it would be scared. like scared. We just derivative. know we just know the dire consequences of becoming sausage hands. Well, me and Danny are scared. We are scared. <laughs> we're in the corner of a room. Wait, we're vexed. Looking at you, we're vexed. <laughs> we <We're laughs> see the good rage. Back to back, staring at, staring <laughs> at the walls, or if not staring at you. We're actually just looking at a picture of Matt. We're not actually even looking. At I, you. I'm looking at a picture of a. Um, Beach with rain on it, and imagine you walking down <laughs> with He's a tear like, slowly rolling down your cheek. <laughs> yeah, but I'm dabbing it oh, with a cloth no. quick because I don't want it to get puffy. <laughs> 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 it's just concerned. Yeah, Ugh. I think yeah, we're, we're probably implementing quite a few different full body hazmats when you go out. Yeah, maybe swimming would be like a time a lot. Well, I mean, it's a time sport already, but it'd be a, a lot more. <laughs> specifically time because you're like oh he's only got three more minutes in the water before my curve's less aerodynamic which means it's going to slow down and you're like the X Games oh. extreme swimming yeah yeah. Uh, Harry Potter would have been mm. screwed man like those guys trying to save the people at the bottom like they just come out of it like puffy fish <laughs> just like like sumo wrestling yeah sure they can just make a potion for it the uh, anti-puffiness potion puffiest not itious <laughs> yeah puffiest not itious you just gotta add loads of pusses and then you've got a Harry Potter spell was it prolific as a yo mamas? How did you do that? Jeez, stop, Danny. It went to be t- Excuse me. meant to be looking at beaches together, man. Oh, Danny. Take that back. <laughs> oh, Danny. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, yeah. 
So right, so far we've just we're sitting in Yeah, we've done a lot of tangents here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> a salty a salty room to absorb all the moisture. That's just, that's just the atmosphere just between me, you and Macman. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just not wear some gloves or something? Have you heard of a raincoat? Quite famous nowadays. Oh yeah. Parker. Just we like being chilling. In the rain, <laughs> it's just what we do. <laughs> we have to do it in the sun. It's pointless. <laughs> Jeez, you should know so, this yeah. by now, Matt. You Matt you'll have to come on one with us, and then you'll realise why it's such an issue. But I'll embrace the puffiness. I'll be there. I'll be your Michelin man. You, will, yeah, you will. You'll be our Michelin star <laughs> man. <laughs> That's run by the same people. I didn't know that until. Uh, <laughs> like like 15 years ago now like to like I don't know a couple of months ago like last year or something yeah because um, they really? uh, they made all the uh, maps and the tour guides well like, I, I knew it was the same uh, word but I never knew it was the same like I didn't it was just, it's the same company like it's Michelin yeah. garages or Michelin tires that I do the same thing I didn't know that myself I was shocked you've taught me something yeah, new. yeah man like, in it, I didn't have a clue I was like why would they, 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 they those two things don't relate like they that's just yeah. that's just common practice like there's two words that mean different things it's capitalism man you can do what the fuck you want it's, <laughs> it's just clever marketing yeah any closing points Matt because uh, you know we've had <laughs> we've spoken about your topic for about two minutes and uh, just mumbled across the vest mate <laughs> <laughs> start off strong um, closing points uh, not really um, well wait I just want to know kind of relating to this anti-wear I'm going to call it the anti-wear cream because I can't remember what we settled on Ole anti-puff uh, uh, <laughs> Ole anti-puff wear and scare <laughs> so would older 80 year olds for example would they have less wrinkly skin just by default compared to what we have now in what? your no. in your mind in your no, mind I mean, they'll be they'll be just as wrinkly but you could, they no, could just hydrate unle- themselves. Unless they've got a surplus of Olay puff away <laughs> or like fucking... They just, when, whenever you turn 60, you just move into a warehouse. Olay wrinkle no today or some stupid shit like that. Yeah, all the different climates. <laughs> we didn't even get into that, did we? Fucking hell. Um, no, no. Well, but anyway. we can go into that. I think that I we've think got, yeah, we, we could do that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, where would you most want to live from a practical point of view? Realistically, even in different climates, like just just because, like you said, someone's in Thailand or someone's in the Sahara Desert, it doesn't make currently it doesn't make them wrinkle up. Like I've never seen people in Thailand be like, "Oh my God, I'm in Thailand," and then taking a picture of the hands because it's so wrinkled. Like it's mm. not going to be like that, is it? I understandably so. Yeah, humidity, yes, but actual precipitation. I was just about to say, in 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 places like that, when you when it is like a torrential downpours or when it is, yeah, precipitation's kicking off because of monsoon season, or it's like you're in a rainforest and it's fucking hailing it down. And you're like bloody hell, it's wet in here, isn't it? Fucking um, hell, I got my machete. <laughs> fucking hell, but I can't protect against rain. <laughs> can't chop rain away. <laughs> can't do that. Can't slice the fucking water. Can I? I can't hold my machete. I got puffy hands. No, no, no. What am I doing here, man? It's gonna be wet. I can't grip it because my hands are puffy, not wrinkly. What am I gonna do? <laughs> Where's this man from? India and <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I did say this episode's gonna get weird. It sounded like, like a breed, a mixture of like India and Geordie land. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit of that. You're saying I've got, we've got an, a Geordie Indian bloke. Yeah. You know, yeah. mitts. Fucking just middle, man. that was really hating the rain there, basically. <laughs> fucking hell, but I don't fucking want to. Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in terms of like deserts, though, people would just be 
very, very wrinkly there. There would just not be much. You'd need a surplus amount of Ole <coughs> puff away a day. I've just thought of something really weird. Okay. Uh, if you've got like a, uh, if you're scuba diving or surfing and you've got a wetsuit on and then you get really puffy, <laughs> uh, imagine like the, your wrist like coming over the end of the wetsuit <laughs> or like your neck just being really fat with the wetsuit keeping you compact so your skin is trying to escape. <laughs> I knew I should have gone three sizes bigger. Oh, yeah, you, when you get in, the, when you get in, you're like proper saggy with the wetsuit and you come out, you're proper. <laughs> I mean, you uh, thought they were hard to get off already. They're gonna be so much harder. <laughs> oh yeah. This is this is where my idea of like a salt bath would come from, where you just literally jump into a whole bath or any vessel, come just completely filled with salt. You roll around, <laughs> get all salty, <laughs> suck out all the water. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and then on that note, um, thank you for yeah, with that nice visual. <laughs> If you've made it this far, it's going to get better from this uh, <laughs> from here on out. Hey, I like those skits. They work pretty well. I really liked it. I really liked it. That's beautiful. I'll take the reins, I suppose. So, my question is about bioluminescence and what could have been if humans we're far more bioluminescent than we currently are. But Macklin, what is bioluminescence? Well, <laughs> essentially, this is done poorly in my, on my part in terms of explanation, is it's the kind of glow that you can have externally when interacting with the environment or whenever you feel threatened, usually. Like, mostly mm. humans don't have it. Uh, we have we have got you know research that leads us to believe that we uh, do bioluminescate. What? Um, no, it's basically some Japanese study said that we do. Yeah. I thought I thought we were gonna get the full news alert there with that. This guy, you want to talk about this guy again? This guy got breaking news. Breaking news. Humans are bioluminescent. That's thank you, Carl Garberson. Tell me more. Gal uh, Gorbison here reporting. <laughs> uh, basically, we got bioluminescence out the wazoo, but we just can't see it because our eyes can't see the UV infrared radiation that we cause, you know. That we emit. That we emit. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, no worries, Carl. Apparently, apparently, they thought it was infrared radiation, but actually it's not. It's uh, bioluminescence. But uh, we can't see it with our eyes because, you know, we can't actually look at that. Um, I'm going to stop talking and let you take over again because Carl's out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Carl. That was our second guest of the whole what could have been uh, law and history so far. Calm. He was calling in from Delaware, I believe. I'm just gonna, I'm Delaware. just making that up. Somewhere where in America, he called in from. In America, somewhere. Probably about Delaware. I guess my brief explanation wasn't very good. Okay, a very clear example would be like a firefly. So they mm. can kind of produce light from their body on demand, and they even use it from the bum. Yes, from the bum. Very. Thank you for that. Thank you for that addition there. That, that was needed. Essentially, they kind of use it to communicate with each other. So <clears throat> what do you guys think would happen? Why would humans have bioluminescence? 
I mean, Danny's Ooh. already like you guys yeah. can't see this uh, who are listening, but he's already he's very lit up by oh, his he's laptop made, screen. He's, he's, he's looming all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's saying I'm pretty. No, you're so an ang- you're a beautiful anglerfish. Yeah, yeah. Well, goodness. so yeah, anglerfish. Yeah. They use it for uh, predation. They use it to in the deep deep sea, which is a very common place for bioluminescence to be in the uh, dark dark abyss. The heliosphere mm. of the sea. Yeah, they, they anglerfish use it to uh, dangle and attract prey, which they then eat. Others use it for communication or to get away. I've mm. heard that quite a few deep-sea squids have bioluminescent ink, so when they're feeling threatened, oh, no. they spur out all their... Is it? Sparkly, sparkly. All of yeah. it? All of it? Every single cephalopod? That, that... Oh, no, no, it's in no. deep-sea. There are, there are species that have oh, bioluminescent right. okay. Um, so yeah, that is probably my favorite use of bioluminescence that I've found <laughs> because it's so Squirt. cunning. So like the <laughs> anglerfish, that that's relying on poor fish sight that it you know that it's preying on. So like mm-hmm. a fish will be seeing this light and it'll be like mesmerized by it, like slowly going like, "Ooh, what's this light? Let me go and check it out." And then it just gets garbled, like Dory in Finding Nemo. Yeah, but then. This uh, kind of octopus, they're usually like on the medium size of octopus, aren't they? Well, well, mm-hmm. from what I could find anyway, that's what I was coming across. But the thing is, oh, maybe they're smaller, but then they have like a medium sized <laughs> predator. <laughs> or maybe they're big. Essentially, they... Oh. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely <laughs> small. Uh, they're definitely a size. <laughs> Guys, stop. <laughs> My story is my world. So Stop. from somewhere between the big, medium, small sizes, the octopi. <laughs> so the octopus feels threatened, and what then size it were just, they, again? <laughs> they were small, and then they're being attacked by a medium-sized predator, and then it just splurges its ink everywhere, and then obviously it dazes and confuses like the predator that was just trying to attack, but then it also is being like that bioluminescence is also trying to lure a bigger predator to eat the medium sized predator. It's amazing. The double whammy. Yeah. Double whammy. It's trying to, it's trying to evade the big thing in order to get the thing that was just about to eat it. Okay. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Do you know, Mm. um, do you know how bioluminescence works in terms of biochemistry? No, I didn't. I was going to do that, but my brain was not ready for that science. I have done very. Uh, it's basically. It's a chemical um, reaction, isn't it? The the fundamentals of it. Um, the, I mean, it is a gene because to you, you'll need the gene be able to, to be able to be the species that can re, like have this reaction. But the what mm. I'm talking about is how, like the the actual process that emits light, and it, it is um the, it's just all it is is oxidation of organic molecules mm-hmm. that occur within the animal. Um, so I think there's one called luciferin. Luciferin. Yeah. Yeah. We use that. Yeah, yeah. We use that in uh, biotechnology. As far as our research allows us to know, uh, it is just the uh, an oxidation reaction. Of a protein. Yeah. Yeah. Of protein. They they both interact mm-hmm. and then that happens. But we already have a little bit of that naturally. So, you know, there are also fungi that are very much bioluminescent across the world, like a lot in Asia, a few in Europe, and quite a few in America. Like I can't think of any names. Uh, I apologize to the listeners who want to know. There's a lot but of there's algae as well, isn't there? There's algae, yeah. In terms of like recent events, there was this algae uh, affecting like the waves in the Pacific Ocean. 
don't mm-hmm. know if you guys came across it at all, but it makes it's like blue. It makes the waves look blue, like Avatar mm. kind of blue, like that Ooh. baby yeah. blue. It's amazing. Essentially, it's either to do with algae or it's to do with plankton. It's kind of a mixed bag, I think. So there's like a video that I found uh, on Reddit, which was just dolphins swimming through this whilst yeah. the video the video is on the boat, just watching this unfold. So it would be cool to think of that in like a forest or a yeah, kind that's, of if, if we're the one who's doing it as well. If we're the yeah. one who's doing it, it'd be really cool if there was like mist that you could be um, bioluminescent. But if it's people, like a breath, Ooh. breath would be good. Ooh, um, be cool. Spit was, literal fire. That'd be fantastical. Spit, <laughs> spit yeah. literal fire. <laughs> yeah, because because just looking at all the different mechanisms by which bioluminescence arises, what would ours be? Because I know with talking about the phyto, I think it's called phytoplankton. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know that like when when I was in Thailand, um, yeah, like it's the <laughs> disturbance, it's the actual like physical disturbance that causes them to. Luminesce. Oh mate, yeah, I did that literally. I was doing the same thing yeah. in Costa Rica. I um, <laughs> I was there. Went skinny dipping uh, with a, a bunch of people and was. Uh, wait, wait! You were cheating on me. You went oh. somewhere shirtless without me <laughs> and I with did. other people. Oh, we have to have a very serious chat about this after this. I, I promise you, it was just the plankton that drove me in. <laughs> I was jumping up and down and watching my funny bits illuminate with the plankton. <laughs> it was dead funny. <laughs> You're basically cheating on me with plankton. Fine, fine. Okay, have it. Now. Have it. Anyway, back to Matt's question. The reason behind mm-hmm. what I... I think it was Matt's. Uh, what what I think humans would use bioluminescence for, out of the numerous things that they could use it for, like defence, we don't really need to defend. Uh, we could use it... I know a certain fish use it for schooling. I don't think we're going to do much schooling with it. I don't think people need to lure anyone. I don't think we need a predator-prey interaction. That's well, going to include... You never know. Luminescence. Mm, no, I could, have, could have helped us out big time some, somewhere down the evolutionary could, like, if it's if, if if we look like a human at the moment, the only reason I could the only two reasons oh no maybe three him is the the one that I'm actually thinking of is mating. Yes, Danny, he brings it in. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> we, lo- <laughs> we love to have say. Um, the other one would be camouflage, but I'm not sure how being more visible <laughs> would be good. Like, I don't think we we're not we're not that envi- we're, that's not in our environment. Like, so like Mr. Burns from that episode of Simpsons where he um yes. he's radiated. Yeah. He's like bleep bloop bleep bleep bloop bleep. So yeah, hi friends. <laughs> oh man, I didn't know we had Mr. Burns on the show. How's it going? <laughs> Third guest. Ding 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 ding. Uh, yeah. So it would be mating. Or mm-hmm. as we like to say on the podcast, Danny's favorite topic, and communication. So right. I feel like if we think back to when we were in tribes just a few years ago, it would be kind of cool to be able to say, like, if you were from certain tribes, if it was from your genetic makeup, uh, it would be pretty cool to be able to tell like what tribe you're from or whether or not you could communicate with each other in the dark. So like, mm-hmm. if you could go hunting at night then and be able to see each other because you'd be glowing. We are the ring people. We have no need for squares here. How? Wait. Get out of here. Hold on a second. Would we all glow the same color? Yeah, this is an interesting one. I mean... This is a deep question. Would we have night races? Night races. races. I don't mean the fun kind of races where we run around and, you know, try and beat each other to the finish line. Naked in plankton. Yeah, I mean, like, as in, like, would you glow red and I glow blue and... We, someone else grow green. So at the bottom of the ocean, the reason why, like most of the bioluminescent life, is 
blue or green, and that's because it's like a some mid-range uh, color depth. Like Danny, you look—you I mean, must have looked a little bit into this when you did the owl topic. So you must have looked a lot into vision. What's this to do with? It's to do with nanometers. So it's like it's okay. seven hundred yeah. nanometers for green and blue light to travel. Yeah. Oh, you mean you mean the eagle topic? That was the it. Sorry. Topic. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, fine, yeah. That's fine. That's why you said the owl. I was like, hold on, I don't know what the hell. I'm <laughs> I was just thinking bird with big eyes and yeah. Owl. <laughs> owl. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So like with with that kind of fish that sees that light in the distance, you know, the big spectrum of color information down there is blue, but then there's like the loose jaw fish which emits red, and the reason why it emits red is so that it can communicate with other well with itself and as well mm-hmm. as maybe other loose jaws but i think they're mostly solitary they illuminate their prey without their prey knowing so to go back to what you're saying i don't know i think it's because we can see a wider spectrum of color it depends i, I actually don't know what really drives the the actual color of choice Difference. it must just be down yeah. to feeding on what you were saying uh, in terms of uh, nanometers i believe it was um yeah. the bioluminescent emission for marine organisms falls between I believe it's 450 and 490 nanometers. Right. And that's because 470 nanometers is the best wavelength for light transmission in ocean waters. And it's also, that's within the sensitivity range for the visual pigments of most marine Mm -hmm. organisms. Mm -hmm. But in in terms of bioluminescent emissions of terrestrial organisms, uh, that can, I think, yeah, what you said, it goes up to, it goes to red, which is around uh, 630, 640 nanometer range. Oh, um, so I spoke wrongly. No, no. Sorry oh, to oh. the listeners. Well, I mean, I said 700 nanometers for blue, didn't oh, I? Oh. So you're it's saying dangerous. it's for... You're 17. a wrong man. <laughs> I was mm. wrong. Well, I apologize. I think, well, I've, okay, two, I've had two thoughts. Talking about the excitation of the wavelength, I think that would have a limitation because obviously the excitation takes up a lot of energy. So I think the higher colours would take a lot more energy to produce. Because you're having to excite oh, okay. the wavelength ah, to a so high that, level. Yeah, yeah. So th- what I was speaking about before in terms of, what was it, luciferin? Luciferase. Well, luciferin. Yeah, yeah it's, it's luciferin, but it's also, yeah, also luciferase is the... The enzyme that breaks it down. Yeah, bitch. So I believe the um, <laughs> from this little site that I found that explains bits and pieces, it says the reaction is catalyzed by an enzyme called luciferase. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, the bioluminescence intensity is assumed to reflect the velocity of the enzyme substrate reaction. Yeah. So what exactly what's what you were saying in terms of it would cost more energy to admit the colors that were higher up in the spectrum. Yeah, and like well, going back to mutation, there could be a mutation that happened where the affinity of the substrate to the enzyme was um, higher, like a mutation in which the affinity is greater and therefore that it can be broken down faster what does that mean what does the affinity as in mean? just like lock and key mechanism like the patch or the part of the spherical let's call it a spherical or globular enzyme mm-hmm. the way in which that binds to the substrate which is smaller than it the way it all doesn't have to be smaller than it the way that it interlocks the uh, the the amount the intensity the intensity of that bond or that interaction uh, okay. depends on how efficient it is so if there's a mutation that makes the enzyme more efficient in that interaction, maybe therefore have the higher ex- excitation. But I was thinking the other one, how skin pigment works in the real world is how much melanin you have. So maybe perhaps because black people need more melanin to protect their skin from the sun, 
maybe a certain environment causes to have more of this pigment or this enzyme in your skin, you'd have a deeper green or maybe have light greens, dark greens, light reds, dark so reds. So what you're mm. suggesting is we'd have a, across all the human race, we'd have... A scale. We'd have a, a scale. Color. Yeah, yeah, but it'd be, it'd be how rapid the reaction can occur within you. Mm. That that would depict which colour you're, you're. So say say for instance, maybe we had between green and and yellow, and all of the bioluminescence in the human race was a range between that. Like we'd have a fixed scale. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Is that well? Is that well? That's what I think. That's what Matt's saying. Yeah. Sure. Well, either or, either or pathway. Yeah. E- either it could be the excitation of the individual enzyme substrate interaction or it could be the fact like everyone has the same color it just depends on how much of the pigment you or the enzyme you have in your skin so everyone's green they luminous green but people have a lighter shade of green maybe towards more yellow or people have more dark green going towards blue but it's still green because it's still technically the same excitation it's just there's more or less of it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's well, just, yeah, it... do you reckon if we were ended up in caves maybe this could replace I don't know, so because obviously if we live in caves, you don't get any sunlight and no vitamin D, so we die. But if we somehow evolved to have bioluminescent cave dwellers to help us see, maybe. I don't That's know. Like, like the only, I, mean, I know that bioluminescence has uh, a heat. I think it, it emits heat as well. So it's uh, mm-hmm. uh, heat, heat is a it byproduct. Actually, actually doesn't. It, it's cold Ooh, heat. It's cold slap heat. that down. Does yeah. It? yeah, it's cold heat. It's, it's Professor Zoology. Honestly, it's BBC News Round that said that it's cold heat no cold light it's pretty it's pretty weird yeah, but, uh, uh, but it produces it produces heat as a byproduct of the reaction as far as i'm aware hmm might have to double check that but from what i saw like people were dubbing it as cold light it didn't do that as maybe maybe as much but this chemical yeah. reaction produces very little heat and therefore yeah. is called a cold light boom so yeah. it, it we were both right it does produce heat but it, it is it's very it, minuscule compared to like most. Yeah, it's things. negligible. So it, yeah. in a term of defining lights, it is defined as a cold light or a cold, yeah, cold light. But it does produce heat. So in terms of like what what Matt was saying, I will prior, take up like, my title as um, Sir Zoology back. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All hail Sir Zoology. Sir Zoology. <laughs> um, but like going back to what Matt was saying, like, are you saying that? based on our energy output that will kind of dictate what light we would produce that's that's mm-hmm. right so like how would toddlers work toddlers have boundless energy and they're always just playing and non-stop go 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 like would they just be glowing the whole time probably really bright would they just be like glowing like i don't know they would just be mad they would be like a firework display <laughs> oh yeah would they be would this reaction would it be something we can control like would it be happening in the day this is where yeah, this is where my original question came from. Some creatures can control it, so the firefly being yeah. But would we be able to? Would, we, would we be able to? I, I guess it's just down to preference. I mean, this is that this is my world. I'm gonna choose. <laughs> I like the idea that we could like pick it, but then I also like to think of the reality in which we can't pick it. Like pick that reality. What if, so? What if it, it was like the phytoplankton? So it was when it was with disturbance. Yeah. So it was when we moved. We had this reaction. If you grab someone, they became luminescent. Where you grab and then them. D- they just light up. Yeah. Imagine being in like a club, like a rave, or like, a, and there was an altercation kicking off, and all of a sudden there was like loads of sparks flying everywhere. These <laughs> people scratching. Doosh, doosh, doosh. Mate, that that's like a whole different UV party. 
Yeah, mate. Yeah. Or like an absolute a dance off, just people going at it, just for that. Like, <laughs> I can glow better than you, and just doing some whack ass moves. <laughs> mate, this guy's on fire. <laughs> DJ Glow. It could maybe be like a mix of both then, because like octopi that do that are bioluminescent, they basically feel threatened, and then that's when they could activate their uh, bioluminescence. And as well, I, I'd imagine if I touched one right now, unprepared, then it would just flare up in color. So <coughs> yeah, could could go that way. But then I also like to think like, what if we had to go to sleep whilst we're just switched on? We can't switch ourselves <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, that'd be so. Would annoying. we have insomnia? As what if your partner was just what if your partner slept walk or like just did weird shit in the night and all of a sudden you're like fast asleep all of a sudden there's like so much light going on you're like oh they're having fucking night terrors again <laughs> sort that one out and fucking slight black pool illuminations in here do you know how that big thing about people spontaneously combusting for some reason people thought it was happening like before people just exploded Maybe there could be like a disease yeah. where you suddenly just were like, whoa, 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 and then you suddenly started glowing. Like, oh, I'm on fire again. <laughs> Spontaneous luminescence, no way. That's like oh. super rare. Well, that would be fun. Yeah. If it That'd was be, a rare yeah. thing. It'd be a king. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I seriously think that probably due to like our, us having big brains, big homo sapien brains, I reckon we'd probably have it for mating. That's my final mm. comment. We'd, we'd have ways in which we can just switch it on, like fireflies do. We'd have yeah. ways that we can just use our luminescence to be like, whoa, look at me. Do you reckon there'd be, like, T-shirt designs or, like, clothes designs? So if you could turn it on and off, like, when you're turned off, it's just, like, a really relaxed outfit. But when, it, when, when it's turned on, parts of the oh, fabric are, like, more see-through see and you can just fucking... It comes like a crazy-ass pattern or something. You're just trying to solve the <laughs> uh, shirtless Danny problem. You, you just don't want to wear clothes. <laughs> this no, is I don't how mind. you solve I it. just want to be naked. <laughs> All the time. I'm, I'm also included in that, though, so I can't... Yeah. I, I, I like preach, wearing preach clothes when it's cold. When it's when there's oh, a beach statement. and it's raining. For the record, Judge, I like wearing clothes. <laughs> oh god, I'm looking forward to the anime uh, adaptations <laughs> of what could have been after this episode. Uh, yeah. the, well, we, <laughs> we're gonna have an anime. <laughs> <laughs> News to me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I can imagine the opening intro sequence already. You know, we had some partners in Japan ready to prepare it. Jeez, man. Yeah, well, it's cool. It, it's all down to that Carl Garbelson. <laughs> Carl Garbelson? <laughs> Wait, you're talking like Carl Garbelson? Which one's Carl Garbelson? Back to Carl Garbelson. Clearly, staying super on track this episode. Right. Definitely. <laughs> Introducing the next, <laughs> the next topic. <laughs> Oh, so you know the the way the Earth's made up of like tectonic plates. Well, what yeah. if rather than having tectonic plates, we just had one solid crust? But that's impossible. It was actually not impossible. So, so like a bowl with the no continent, opening. the co the continental crust is basically one whole piece of rock, rather than it being made of tectonic plates. Like a mole Caesar. Oh God! I mean, why, you, yeah, you've used this before, like, <laughs> like a multi. Like, yeah, but you can figure so many different things. I, I, I mean, yeah, a, a Maltese works or an well. M and M, or a Scotch yeah. egg, or a, an 
crispy M M&M and or like a peanut M M&M? and M? No, I thought we said the Scotch egg is us at the moment. Oh, that's oh not, no, no, not we're, we're, right, guys, 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 <laughs> let's not fucking talk about <laughs> relative <laughs> fruit, fruit, food that can equate to the Earth mantle relationship. Um, so about so are, you, are you implying that it is? So yeah, it's a continuous one big plate, and is the water? So there has to be water on here. This yeah, is my, so this you is know, my main do you know what the li- lithosphere is? The top layer. Yeah, there's the litho- lithosphere and the asthenosphere. Asthenosphere. Um, what he said. Um, and that's basically the lithosphere is the continental crust and uh, the bits and pieces just above the mantle, so all the solid bits. There's the ocean antle, oceanal crust, the continental crust. And I think that's it. There's a small layer below that. That's it, yeah. You've got the two two crusts. Um, and then below that, like, that's where the mantle starts, but also the asthenosphere, whatever Matt said, is the basically the, the active bit at the top of the mantle that interacts with the lithosphere to create the tectonic movements um, and all the flows uh, that cause the tectonic, the tectonic plates to move currently. So it's, yeah, the larval flows or the magma flows beneath the Earth's surface that cause the continental mm. um, yeah, movements at the moment. Mm. You, you've kind of done it in a more subtle way. You've ruined the world in a very subtle way. Rather than Macklin's big, grandiose, what the fuck if time wasn't a thing? Um, like yeah, I've, I've, ruined, I've ruined it from within. Yeah, you've because um, there's no more, well, do you want to talk about plate margins quickly? Just to give some background to the viewers? Or? So there's quite a lot of plates because the, the plates themselves are split into major, minor, and micro. Uh, there's a whole lot of micro plates. There's a handful of minor plates. But there's it is basically seven or eight major plates. And I say seven or eight because there's the Indo-Australian plate, which can be separated into the Australian and Indian. But there's seven and the Australian and Indian are combined. Where the plates meet is there's divergent, convergent, and transformative or transform, but you didn't you had you had different names from didn't you? You had wasn't it constructive? Yeah, constructive would be the convergent. The no, 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 no. Divergent is divergent is constructive, which means when the there's the two plates are moving away from each other, so there's the magma is being able to flow up, which is then solidifying when it reaches the top, and and creating more earth. Those are found. Those are always oceanic plates. The Pacific Ridge. The Mid-Atlantic Ridge and the East Pacific Ridge. Yeah, they're, and they're basically in the middle of the ocean where the crusts are moving apart. That is how new oh. land comes to be. Not true, not all Well, land. not all the land, sorry. Not all land, sorry. Most of it. It like, pushes through the magma. Um, shut up, man. Like shut up, I'm on to the next bit. There's <laughs> convergent boundaries, which is destructive, which is where two mm-hmm. plates are moving towards each other. One is going down into the magma, which is then being melted down and the other one's being pushed up which is why most of our mountain ranges form and also a lot of our volcanoes yeah so that's yes. that's normally the oceanic plate the denser heavier oceanic plate goes underneath the less dense continental plate which is why you find shorelines have mountain ranges such as like triangle of death I'm going to go ahead and assume they're on convergent boundaries. Where, where Japan is and stuff like that. Um, you've also got in Italy. But like the easiest one, the destructive one, in where Japan is, the Ring of Fire, where that is the uh, Pacific plate. There's probably going to be some between the um, African and Indian plate then, isn't there? And the European. That one's a complicated and the plate margin. 
So yeah, let's we're, we're, we're getting rid of these plate margins, so we don't need to stick on them for too long. <laughs> they're gone. They're pretty much gone. Yeah, they're literally gone. So what if what if rather than having all these plate margins that we've so crudely described, they're all gone. They're all disappeared. Well, so do do we have volcanoes still then? Mm, we do. We we do. We have volcanoes which would be much 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 bigger in size. I thought you were going to say smaller. No, because there's uh, a such thing as a hot spot. So this is basically the reason why volcanoes on Mars are much bigger than volcanoes on Earth. Mm-hmm. Because we thought until recently that the tectonic plates on Mars were just one solid plate. But as far as they found a fault line, as far as we know, they found a fault line. So they're currently, there's two, as far as we know. <laughs> nice. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, the issue was is that when they have found volcanoes on Mars, but there isn't a fault line there. So they were formed by something called hotspots, which is, I believe, where the crust is just been slightly smaller. So the, the either the continental crust or the continental uh, or the oceanic crust, um, in terms of Earth, will be slightly thinner than its surrounding crust, which would mean there'd be a lot of activity and it'd create like a little bulge. Which would eventually build up the pressure and then end up erupting through the crust itself. So because it it hasn't had the movement from the um, the tectonic plates, it's just all been pressured. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's basically like one big spot or like pimple on a on a plate, and then it's just erupted. And then because there's been so much eruption and the magma itself would keep coming up and up and up, it would then build a form of volcano. So mm-hmm. essentially, you've just created a planet that's also a teenager that has a lot of annoying spots that it really wants to itch up. <laughs> oh, I've got so many volcanoes. There's several oh. things actually. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Enlighten me. This basically, the tectonic movements is a way of the Earth sort of cooling itself a little bit from the inside out. Mm-hmm. It's like it's slow but sure because it's such a big design it's um yeah it's just a release of energy so how would the earth cool itself if the tectonic plates I don't were, know. well it would have to non-existent. the only explanation would be these hot spots but you're talking about in the oceanic plates because they're thinner they'd be the weak spots because it basically the hot spots are caused by like the magma plumes from the core aren't they like these big high like because of the convection from the core the hot magma comes up through the cold and hits the crust like a yeah, plume yeah. of magma it doesn't necessarily have to be on the ocean though does it well well in in the real world hawaii like hawaii is caused by a hot spot but because because mm-hmm. it's moving it doesn't have that pimple effect where like if we didn't have the movement because it gradually heats it up as it the crust moves along the hot spot i think yeah the only way we would would have like eruptions in the middle of the ocean mm. just like What's like, and that's how new land would form. So but then, I think slowly we'd run out of water. Surely, yeah. Well, would the world just not be a little bit colder as well? Like in terms Ooh. of like, okay, sorry, not the world, but the the Earth's. Well, I'm I'm still assuming this is the Earth. Let's just yeah. it's the same yeah. size, yeah. It's yeah. the same planet. So would the core be colder? Would it not just be as big in order to no, not it'd be have hotter the plates? Though, wouldn't it? it would be hotter. Yeah, I think it would be aggressive. It, I think it would be aggressive as mm. fuck, but just because it would have... If it was solid, there'd be less chance of it to... for mm. energy to escape from the surface at all points. So there'd be less chance for the magma to seep up through natural causes, so there'd be more of these hotspots. Mm-hmm. Um, so either there'd be much more hotspots, which would be much more vicious, 
or we'd eventually just cause so much chaos that those tectonic plates would form anyway. Because if realistically, if tectonic plates haven't formed, the reason behind it might be because the mantle itself or no, the the crust itself is too thick. I was just gonna go ahead and assume it's all the current thickness as it is now, and mm-hmm. because of that, uh, yeah, then it's all just solid from that point on. Because if we yeah. go too deep, it's just gonna become a fiasco. I so think we'd be looking very much like Iceland because Iceland is all so you've got three rock types igneous, metamorphic, and sedimentary. And igneous is what is caused by the magma eruptions. So, that what comes out of volcanoes that's igneous rock. Mm-hmm. And Iceland is famously caused by volcanic activity. I think we'd be looking at quite a barren looking world. We'd look, be, I think we'd look pretty similar to Mars, to be fair. I think we'd be. Pretty to the benefit of our puffy Homo sapiens, we'd be pretty waterless, possibly. Yeah, I think. Mm. Yeah, more rocky, rugged, rocky. How mm. how do you think the landscape would look? How do you think the continents would look? Pretty mad, right? I mean, well, <laughs> well you're yes. saying barren. You're saying barren, Matt. So I guess it's either going to be really flat, or there's going to be like a lot of hills that have just been made through well, yeah, yeah. You know, subsequent it, pimple bursts. You know, I think it's just <laughs> volcanoes everywhere, like mass islands. Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe. If we remove the idea of tectonic plates from the uh, the entirety of Earth's timeline, and it's just one solid ball, the only way things would escape would be through these uh, hotspots, wouldn't it? Or from things exploding mm. from the center of the planet outwards. Mm. There might be a lot of craters. There might be things. If when we've got meteors hitting the Earth, that might that might do a bit more damage. Because if you're hitting something that's solid rather than something that's separated, all that impact's going to go directly in one point. Whereas if you're on like a... Te- if, if a meteor hits a tectonic plate, I imagine the energy's going to like dissipate mm. through the boundaries a bit more because it's got it's got more room to vibrate, no? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe even if a meteor hit this world, that's creating a little weak point. So in that weak point, the energy from the core will cause... A volcano to immediately, well, not immediately, yeah, could cause that weak point, and then there were like so every single meteor that lands, well, big enough, yeah, once it gets through the atmosphere, that'll be creating all the volcanoes. But it could also even like if some if a, if a spot statistically was ready to kind of go anyway, and then there was an, a meteor impact, it would just be mm-hmm. instantaneous. Oh, god, it, it would be... look that would be amazing, uh, to witness. You'd probably be dead. I would imagine it would be, <laughs> you know, if you're anywhere near there. The, the, these would be bigger than any volcanoes yeah. we've ever seen before. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. like, super volcano. Yeah, like cute. Well, how how would like our atmosphere work? I mean, we've you, we've seen with like the Icelandic volcanoes that grounded all flights in like 2011. Mm-hmm. Like, how would we operate? We would be, you know. I'm thinking this is a toasty, toasty world. A very insulated, smog-like mm-hmm. world, maybe. I'm kind of thinking the way we're surviving in this world is going into the caves. I think we're going to be caved. We we need to protect ourselves from bloody flying magma and disgusting, smoggy atmospheric. So I think we're going to be like little glowy, shrimpy, little glowy rat boys and gals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, I don't think I don't think there'd be much life on Earth at all, to be honest. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think there would be either. I I I have to agree. I can't remember. I can't remember the the official name of it, but there's a it's like um carbon trapping. Uh, basically, when sequestering carbon falls, 
No, it's basically the. Is it like the amount of carbon dioxide locked into the atmosphere? You guys just love speaking over me, don't you? When I'm trying to <laughs> just trying to lend a helping hand. Go ahead. No, I, I don't know. Anyway, to be honest, oh. the convergent boundaries, mm-hmm. the ones where it causes uh, things to go down into the mantle, paired with the divergent boundaries on the other side of that tectonic plate, basically cause the ocean to stir up the nutrients and just just have things within the ocean changing around the carbon trapping that I was talking of uh, it is they trap carbon within the rocks and then as the rocks get taken down by the tectonic plate boundaries um, it removes the carbon from that area what calcification I I still don't know regardless of what you say (laughs) it's just causing this oceanic stew to continue like a perpetual cycle of like updating itself because it's just like things breaking down then coming back up then breaking down then coming back up yeah. it so it's sort of stagnate if that wasn't there wouldn't it yeah. um and without the plate boundaries or the fault boundaries there'd be less volcanic activity which is widely known from where like quite a lot of uh, deep oceanic life comes from there's a load of life that is based around like volcanic activity yeah mm-hmm. uh, which just wouldn't occur because that's quite i'd say it's basic form of life it's really complex but basic in terms of um, where it all started human life yeah, the, so uh, the deep sea that wouldn't be there anymore. Yeah, that they wouldn't occur. Would they? They wouldn't exist. So, would we even have plants on our planet? Yeah, we'd have plants. Oh, would we have plants? We'd have. I mean, we'd have. But then prob- plants. We probably have. We'd, we'd probably have moss and um. Yeah. Uh, liverwort and stuff. Yeah, going back to what I was saying about Iceland, there's literally just big. If you ever seen it, it's like a carpet of bumpy, lumpy, igneous, cooled magma, and just moss growing on it there's not much there's no shrubs yeah it looks Hi. amazing i really want to visit iceland but mm. um yeah so it look you think it would look like that well i think a big problem like going back in history for like vikings that went over to iceland was that they couldn't farm it very well so you yeah. have maybe that kind of if there was humans of any sort you have that across the planet it wouldn't be very likely that humans would survive i mean we've already come mm. to this conclusion but like it's interesting to try and figure out how we might even work here. Yeah. Now, this is a tricky one. It's pretty earth-shattering. Well done, Dana. We've got to have one every episode. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done. Yeah. You've stumped You've outdone us. me, Danny. You've beaten coronavirus. Well, actually, I did blow up the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easy breezy blowing up the moon. So, yeah, no, I reckon it would be a pretty barren, pretty barren world of just... Yeah. Well, if that would be a barren world, how about if we combine all three? Mm, 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 well. Smooth as butter. It would be a mad rave of death. We'd, we'd, this is why we would have evolved not to be water resistant, because there wouldn't be too much water anyway. I feel like this world, oddly enough, would work really well. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. We, if if all of the land masses are based on super volcanoes exploding and creating islands, we're going to mm. need some form of communication between the islands. That's where the right. bioluminescence oh, comes thinking, in. Right. So you can communicate. You can do like the YMCA, but with your tribe or something. So you can do that <laughs> across the. Uh, obviously, it's probably a bit more advanced than that. Don't know if they have the English uh, alphabet at this point. Like you can have physical gestures by via your bioluminescence at night. You couldn't swim anywhere, but the, the doesn't really matter. Well, there might not be that much water. It'd probably be pretty barren on the land, but I feel like the oceans. Like trying to plot the land would be a bit harder because it'd just be 
loads of little dots everywhere on that. You might have super <sighs> continents where it was like quite quite mm-hmm. a weak area initially, and there's just been like super volcano after super volcano after super volcano. But I imagine that would then solidify and become quite a solid landmass because there'd be so much activity there, which then would become like a super island or a continent yeah. for us Ooh. to live on. I would also think, you know how we said maybe no to camouflage before with bioluminescence? I mean, if there's a volcano going off behind you and let's just say you had a predator in front of you, if you could then turn red, you know, in response to that, then you could somehow cloak yourself. I could imagine that being Become the magma. Yeah. Depending on their color spectrum uh, or their visual Mm. color spectrum, yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. You'd have to know your predator inside out. Do you reckon, right, if Uh, you're combining the bioluminescence and the puffiness, do you reckon it could be an indication of damage? Like, you need to be concerned... When you get to X puffiness, that's when you start luminescing because your body's like, whoa, bro, we're taking on too much water. That would be fun. Oh, it could be a reaction of the body trying Uh, to break down the water that you've absorbed. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. uh, I don't know if there are any creatures that have that kind of protocol that kind of happens. Like, they're threatened. Actually, no, 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 you're right. No, if you're threatened, like for a creature to be threatened and then they start Eliminate, like eliminating by eliminating. Wasn't, wasn't that exactly why the you were talking about the octopus squirting yeah. his ink before? And yeah, yeah. The exact reason why did it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, cool. that's 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 good. That works. Whenever we're threatened, like whenever that. we've had too much water on board, <laughs> we just start we just start turning into fireworks. That would be. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking cave raves. Stay away from the lava. Yeah, no. to see what we're doing. Imagine being in the middle of a cave rave. Everyone's like bloated. <laughs> having too much water and everyone's bl- brightening up the place and then just like magmas rising from the oh, that'd base be good, of though. the cave. If you were at a rave, you'd know <laughs> when you're taking too much water, you'd be like, mate, you're starting to glow. You should probably hold back on that water, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be a bit like like how we poison ourselves with alcohol? You'd be purposely trying to poison yourself with water on you to get yourself glowing. Okay. It's a price to pay for just like that... That for decent fashion. <laughs> that slapping. You're having a little dance of death with water and yeah. bioluminescence. You I wake up and you're like, oh. <laughs> I love to dance, I dance every it's day. It's the opposite of having a hangover. Well, you, you're waking up with the afterglow as well. Being you too hydrated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I overdid it last night. Oh, goddamn. God, you're really glowing, bro. I'm so hung under. <laughs> I'm so hung under. <laughs> Would there be... Um, Oh, what did we call it before? Whenever it's bursting out, like these mini volcanoes, we had like a term for it. I can't remember. Do you think we'd have insurance for that if we built houses and stuff? Well, volcano insurance. Oof. I think I think we're living a pretty primitive life in this world. I, th- I don't yeah. think we've got to houses yet. I mean, we, we, we might have got to yeah. raves, but that, I don't think I don't think we'd have like rigs and DJ sets. I think we'd have yeah, like we can just dance, fucking bongos. Yeah, just, everyone goes hitting rocks off rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we're doing much like. <laughs> Maybe the odd pan flute here and there with the smart few that have discovered how to do it. <laughs> DJ Stone. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. Uh, it's ended quite nicely. Yeah, it's an okay world. I think th- this is probably one of the healthier ones. Uh, uh, I don't think healthy is probably <laughs> the best choice of words there, but it's definitely one of the ones that work well together. Uh, yeah. 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 The less corrupt. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Not enough sex, like. <laughs> we didn't even get to that. Like, I looked on Reddit about bioluminescence. One of the first comments was like, well, I want to have a, lum- a bioluminescent penis. Uh, <laughs> this was yeah. in response to a rat having a gene injected into it 
or put into its sequence of DNA, and then it <laughs> develops a red. Oh yeah, uh, some glow. guy did that. Some guy yeah. that did that with dogs and got the dog sperm to illuminate. It's on Netflix. Nice. It's on um. It's called um, Unnatural Selection. Oh, that's the one. Unnatural Selection. Yeah, it's on there. Unnatural mm-hmm. Selection. Okay, no, I'm ma'am. gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch that. You know, yeah, that's an interesting look at biotechnology. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's really weird. Um, it's interesting, yeah, like Matt says. Right, shall we uh, put a little bow on this and send it on its way? Yeah. Yes. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, you know where to follow us. Or maybe you don't. We're at WCHB underscore podcast. And that's on Instagram and uh, also on Twitter. Yeah, on Facebook, we are, we are just what could have been podcasts. Nice, and we actually have a YouTube channel now. That's building up. That's we're gonna we're gonna figure some stuff we're out. We're brewing that. something. Yeah. Nice. Honestly, I can't say this much on Twitter at the moment either, but we'll get there. Yeah, just watch yeah. this space. You're listening. That's good enough. <laughs> that's it. I've been Matt. I've been Macklin. And I've been Carl Florgenson. <laughs> I've, I've been Danny. Uh, see you in the next chapter. Yes. Goodbye. What could have? In a bit, guys. (laughs) 